there, folks, and welcome or welcome back to Nippon Trading International's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima, again, and this podcast is brought to you, among others, by Emil Gorgis of realestate.jp. He's a Tokyo real estate agent who specializes in serving international or mixed nationality families who are looking for the perfect family home. So Emil's an Australian. He's been living here in Japan for over two decades now. And for about half of that time, he's been buying, selling, and managing real estate properties in Tokyo on behalf of his own family and a great many happy clients. And he also acts as a mortgage broker on behalf of his clients. So he's got dedicated loan officers in many of the Japanese mega banks. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you probably already know him from our JREP, the Japan Real Estate Experts Panel Sessions which means that you're already aware of the fact that the man is an absolute fountain of wisdom on all things related to real estate in Japan, and in particular to family homes, the greater Tokyo metropolitan area, and mortgages. And most importantly, he's incredibly generous with his time and advice, which he's more than happy to provide at no cost or commitment to anyone asking. So if you've been thinking about buying your home in Tokyo, but you've been sitting on the fence for a while, or you just want to have a chat in English with a real expert, Drop him a line on sales at realestate.jp. Hit him up today and start exploring your options. So first off, our downloads page, including almost all content from our Japan Real Estate Summit in Tokyo last Sunday, is almost ready. Thank you for your patience. Hope to have that live for you by the end of this week. Bear with me. Now for today's episode, uh, this is a conversation with part of our JREP crew, just Blanca, Emil and myself this time around. And we talk a bit about our clients and more specifically how we deal with ambiguity when working with clients. So things like changing or moving goalposts, different perspectives that some of them have between themselves, particularly when it comes to a couple, spouses and so on, and especially mixed Japanese and non-Japanese couples. Um, people who make more or less emotional and more or less logical decisions when it comes to both purchases and renovations which then led us to a chat about how to work out the right mortgage loan for your own personal circumstances, how to make a logical choice on that, calculating the right type of loan and amount to be borrowed based on your financial situation. And then we go down the uh, fun little rabbit hole of what exactly to put into a home when designing it from scratch, either for a new build or for a major innovation project, um, cool home and office features that can be included when you do this kind of work, the differences between renovating a property to live in as opposed to a rental or investment property, and also about the considerations that come into play when you're trying to decide between building a new home as opposed to purchasing a secondhand one. So a really fun conversation, I thought. Enjoy it, and I'll see you again on the other side. Connecting to this. All right. Japan Real Estate Experts panel, partly back in session. And um, we were just talking about um, clients. We'll uh, leave it to the more polite part of the conversation. But Blanca was asking about um, a call that we had last night, and that was kind of a good illustration of what Emil and I were talking about before. So... It's really not, we're obviously all in this business because we like serving clients. We, we enjoy getting a good solution and a good project and a good result for them, but they can be challenging sometimes, or it can be challenging for us to deliver the good result that people are expecting if the goalposts keep moving around. So that that's yeah. just what we were discussing right now, a call that we had last night where people are, and this happens a lot um, even with couples, but definitely with friends or brothers or people who are not as closely knit as, a, as, as spouses, um, where 
during the conversation, people find out that they actually have deferring goals or at least slightly deferring goals. Has that happened to anyone else or is it just a me thing? <laughs> We have that all the time. When it comes to oh, you service couples mostly both oh, of you, don't with you? couples because the yeah. wife wants something the husband is going different way and then you know because the wife the wives usually they want everything and the husband goes economical the gas the husbands are usually the one that think more practical and think about the cost really we're the exactly the other way around actually I'm the one let's put this here and put this here and check up our me family that's me the other way around when I when we were doing our bathroom I had about two and a half to three million budget for the bathroom and when I brought in my husband and David into the conversation we end up on double <laughs> I told them I'm not taking them anywhere anymore. <laughs> it's a lot worse yeah. than get me an ice cream at McDonald's yes <laughs> well, well Blanca when I spoke to your husband he brought up the bathroom and rolled his eyes back about how much you went over budget yes because you know what because it started with okay I just wanted a simple bathroom because uh everything else in the house was was done but the bathroom was the bathroom we bought it with and we were kind of pushing the reno uh back 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 So I just wanted a simple first I wanted a tile bathroom. But when I had the guys here for the tile bathroom, the problem was uh, from unit to tile while you are living, uh, about two weeks to for it to dry up and do the do the insulations and everything because you know it was not prepped at all. then for the tiles to dry and everything. So altogether we would be without a bathroom for about a month. And we only we only have one shower in the house. And the house that we just built was not finished, was like not officially finished, so we could not use the bathroom there because the company didn't hand it over to us. So we had to drive to our other apartment that it's like, you know, 10 minutes to 15 minutes drive from here twice a day to shower. Right. And, you know, we are the family. We shower all the time. So, you know, More like five days, uh, five times a day if it's summer in Japan. And, yeah. And, but this one was luckily this was winter. So we were okay with doing it twice. Right. But Blanca, it, I think this is just a you problem. Your husband and your son probably just didn't really care. No, they, they do. <laughs> my husband showers more than anybody else in the world. Trust oh, me. really? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you, I do not know a man that it's cleaner than my husband. Like he showers all the time he's a very sharp looking man so and uh, david and david too david gets up and literally when he gets up first thing in the morning he goes in the shower it's listen we are very particular about this so so we didn't do tile for this reason for the time reason and so then when it came to what we want and what we don't want um you know you come to the showroom and then you see the different different levels and then they saw that top level You know the beautiful you know the panels that are actually ceramic they are not plastic the corner spawn <laughs> you know and then you then you know it's the rain shower then oh, there is yes. the then that's the massage then the massage different like that go and massage your shoulders if you sit down and and then if you are sitting in the bar you have a shot you have a massage here massage there and my husband goes like well well if we are already <laughs> doing it we might as well. <laughs> famous last words that's famous me last words and then David and David was like oh are we getting a TV 
And I'm like, why do you need a TV in the bath? Oh, those. Mm. And he's like, oh, no, mama, I want the bath. I want a TV in the bath. So we have a TV in the bathroom. Oh, so you came then. Okay. Yes. For that. I was no, I was at that point. I was like, you know what? Whatever. So you can change lights, you know, to like five different colors, music, <laughs> uh, TV. We're just doing the same thing with the office now. We're kind of thinking about moving to um, uh, moving to a home where the ground floor could be the office and we could live on the top floor kind of thing. And when we're going through, so so the top floors are kind of like normal what you normally do, but the bottom floors is oh actually you do that too. So so we're thinking commercial, and then the the renovation lady says, well here we could have a modular desk just come out of the wall, kind of and open up near the. Oh, we could do that. (laughs) It's it's down the rabbit hole. It's down the rabbit hole when you when you do anything. So and this was us, right? And at that point, I was like, whatever. I said, honey, you know what? At the end of the day, you're the one paying for it. So whatever you want, (laughs) right? And and then so yeah so we got that uh we did not get this uh, the the what is it the vanity i was hoping to get because they did not uh the salesman was was basically set on selling me selling us lixil and i didn't know that toto at that point had the upper vessels and stuff and you know at that point i was still i was i didn't really know what uh, what's on the market so but what have... do you do as a as a provider i mean if there's a couple in the same situation if you're discussing trying you know, the, the, to the scope compro- of a project you know what trying to compromise uh, you always have to figure out how uh, how reasonable the husband or the one paying for it how reasonable that person is how far they are willing to go to make the other part happy while being happy you're treading dangerous ground and i just you i just go like you know what you guys go back to the drawing board and let's have this conversation next week no you know what uh because both sides are equally important right Mm. i always tell them whoever is gonna spend the most time at that specific room should kind of have a bigger saying so you know like i always tell the wives if you are the one cooking then make the decisions you should dis- you know you should kind of you know have a word of saying and knowing what you need and what you don't need when it comes to your kitchen because mm-hmm. you are the one there and if it's a game room then the boys know better right so i mean those are things those are just simple things but um you know usually usually uh, you know the guys are more kind of laid back and they go yeah whatever uh, and more curious maybe about like having their own crib. We yeah. have a customer now that, you know, we are doing their whole apartment, but we are building one room for him and because he's a guitar player. So he's like, yeah, but I don't want to bother the neighbors and everything. So we are completely soundproofing it for him and everything just so he has that one room for himself, for mm-hmm. his computers and his guitar and everything. And, and that makes him happy. How does it go with you, Emil? Do you have like, you know, one person in the couple or in the family wants to buy a more expensive house? The other one prefers to make it more. What do you do in these cases? Uh, So almost always it's the Japanese side that is concerned about the debt, like overspending or not even overspending, but just spending more than what they think is reasonable. 
the problem is what they think is reasonable is uh, are sometimes it's arrived to arbitrary arbitrarily. So, for example, you know, if the if I look at their finances, it's okay. The bank will loan you a hundred million yen, and sometimes, often the Japanese say, "Oh, we don't want to borrow that much," mm-hmm. without any thought about what it even means. Oh, we only want to spend sixty million, seventy million. Well, what? Wh- where did you arrive at that number? You you haven't like, you haven't really started looking. You have no idea about what the repayments even look like. You have no idea what mortgage looks like what you can get for that price and you've just come up with a number so generally we we have different ways of figuring out the budget um the the simple one is like or the the two main methods are how much what what's your upper limit of budget and that is how much will the bank loan you plus any cash savings you have to contribute to the purchase that's obviously the upper end and then the other way to look at it is how much are you willing to, or how much are you comfortable uh, repaying monthly? Yeah. And let's say the bank will give you 100 million yen. That's a monthly repayment of 270,000 yen a month. If you turn around and say, well, actually, I only want to spend 200,000 yen a month. Then we look, okay, what kind of loan brings you to 200,000 yen a month? And that's more like, you know, about 70 million yen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay, if that's how much you want to spend, then 70 million yen is the right number. But just to arbitrarily come up with a figure doesn't um when you you're not familiar with financing you're not familiar with loan repayments and you're not familiar with what a house even actually costs um is is common and usually to japanese side that be it the husband or wife but often my clients tend to be foreign husbands with a japanese spouse um is a japanese spouse that is hesitant and then also it's the japanese spouse tends to feel that debt is bad let's contribute as much money as possible into the loan let's put as much of our cash into the the property so we can get as low debt as possible and as and minimize the monthly repayments which i also I kind had of had a conversation with them with chikako actually and i was quoting you in it is think about <laughs> yeah borrowing less means you're saving that 0.7% on the debt every year think about what that money if you would have not had to if you would have not had to put it into the loan what it could have gotten you in investment yields yeah. so with her it's easy because we're both constantly investing together she figures it out but it's a it's a very difficult pill to swallow for a lot of people who just not used to think that way yeah yeah i mean it's it's very much the emotional uh um approach to to numbers so that's why my first thing i say you know, I'll, I'll repeat it in case people haven't heard the previous podcast. Didn't even remember I, I mentioned it. But my my common line is, you know, what you by putting money down into your loan or prepaying early, it's the same as putting those funds into a thirty five year fixed term investment at zero point five percent or zero point seven percent, and you can never touch it again. Do you feel that's a good investment? Yeah. Obviously, no. No. Mm-hmm. So by you paying some extra deposit or down payment or prepaying the loan early that's exactly what you are doing and there's zero benefit yeah. and in fact is i think there's also a, a disservice the loan the home mortgages in japan um include a life insurance policy so if you die it is the loan wiped is basically off. Yeah. wiped off to zero yeah. and your spouse or whoever your heir is gets the inheritance debt free yeah 
this so the more you prepay the more you're losing that insurance policy unnecessarily yeah, yeah. so so that's my take on no, it but it's the low rate i think it's the low rate of the loans in japan that people do not take into consideration yeah, yeah. because it's 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 i always say it's a free money because it's like oh, yes you know but in other countries, it's free yeah 0. you know i mean 0. 0.5 it's nothing in other countries you are looking at four six eight even more yeah my mm-hmm. australian mortgages now are up to like six and a half and because australia's been going up and up and up every yeah. few months so every yeah. few weeks i get an email saying oh new rate rise new rate rise yeah um but just to put that in perspective right when you know i'm australian and when we have about five or six percent interest rates over a life over the life of the loan which is 30 to 35 years you basically pay back double the property value in interest yeah. mm-hmm. so if you get a million dollar property 30 30 years later you've paid off two million dollars to the bank one yeah. million is for the property one million is interest when you have 0.5 0.7 interest rates it's more like it's a, it's a bit under 15 percent yeah 15 so, 20 worst case even if it's um, high yeah uh, so so in general like my my clients that are about you know 0.6 percent it ends up being about 14 and a half percent of the value of the property so if they borrow 100 million yen after 35 years they've paid about 14 million yen of interest so they borrow 100 million they pay back yeah. 114 million and that really does feel like free money yeah We interrupt this broadcast to tell you about Tokyo Family Stays. They're a short-term rentals company in Tokyo, and they offer a home-away-from-home experience, which is just perfect for remote working, quarantining, if that's still a thing, or if you just need somewhere quiet to get away from the world. They offer a variety of options for families, corporate relocations, or even if you're simply transitioning between homes in Tokyo. The properties are super comfortable, tastefully furnished, fully equipped with all amenities, and they accommodate up to 10 people. So really the only thing you'll need to bring with you is your toothbrush and maybe a change of clothes. They come with fast unlimited wireless internet, dedicated workspaces, and fully equipped kitchens, and they're just a delight to stay in. Fantastic alternative to Japanese business hotels, which if you've ever stayed in one, you probably know they're tiny, they're noisy, fine for a night or two if you're on your own but longer term or with a family you'll probably feel you're in a jail cell very quickly in a japanese business hotel so if you want to give yourself a sense of space and freedom by renting a real home with comfortable western beds including all the necessities like baby bedding children's toys high chairs etc you definitely want to reach out to tokyo family stays they've been at it for over a decade they're a fully licensed minpaku or short-term stay operator And as a special bonus for our viewers and listeners, they're also throwing in a breakfast basket upon arrival for anyone who books and mentions the Japan Real Estate Podcast or NTI. And not only for guests, if you're a property owner, you've got an investment property that you want to tweak for higher profit or a holiday home that you want to rent out when you're not using it via short-term stays, drop them a line today, see how they can help you maximize your property's income. And again, as a special bonus to our viewers and listeners, they're also offering a free audit of your existing short-term stay listings without any obligation whatsoever. So feel free to reach out to them at tokyofamilystays.com. Well worth a visit. And again, if you're in the market for a family home in or around the Tokyo metropolitan area, Emil's your man. Don't be shy to reach out to him as well at sales at realestate.jp. And now back to the podcast. Yeah, Over the 35-year loan term. And we, we've had this conversation with my husband a few years back when, um, you know, 
he had some basically extra cash that he was like, oh, just let me put it into the mortgage. You know, maybe we can like lessen the monthly payments, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, but that's kind of, it's counterproductive. So instead of that, we built a house, a rental property in in one of our, in like in one, in Putting our land. money to work. Yeah. And put the money to work. Mm. And basically, uh, we will get the whole investment back in rent uh, in less than 10 years or in plus minus mm. 10 years and still have the property. Yep. So smart, it, was just, it was just far better. And, and you know, because at, when you think like a European person or like my husband does not, like he doesn't like that, right? He's mm. like, no, 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 I, I like living that free. But when you have the conversation about, well, but the loan is, I think we have like point four, we have some extremely low, really, really low uh, mortgage. So it, there's no point of doing that. Um, can I jump back to the start of the conversation? I think we touched on a really interesting point and I want to explore that, which I feel is a bit exciting. It's about the, you know, when you're talking about your bathroom, Blanca, <laughs> what are some exciting, like, what are the features or the upgrades that you think are necessary? So, you know, I've gone, through, this is my second house now um, that we've built. Necessary so, uh, is a sensitive word there. Uh, no, but, okay, worth it. What, what do you think is worth it, or what do you wish you had done, or well, wish you we, hadn't done? We did the we did the rain shower because Kings really wanted the rain shower. And That's that on my was, list of to dos. Yeah, um, I don't have it. I'm going to install it. Yeah. I've got a list of things and, I need for the um, house. <laughs> most of my male clients, that's what they request for. They want a male shower. They want the rain uh, the rain shower for themselves. Women don't really use it but the guys they do mm -hmm. right so the rain shower that one's really good uh right now what's really and i that's like still on my kind of list i want to redo my kitchen and a nice island mm -hmm. you know at the yes. time nice kitchen island i think at the time when you know a few years back the islands were still not that popular but now yeah. That's really thing. So uh, a kitchen island, and the next on our list is a uh, a proper walk-in closet, like with Ooh, the okay. whole with the lights and everything. You know, I mean, like literally, you know, everything like pulling out, and so yeah, yes, really, yes, really, really good walk-in closet with aircon, so you can, you know, even like with the shoes and stuff, so you can keep uh, your humidity out. So really putting in for that, that's uh, that's actually a very in a very near future. <laughs> that feels like a very separate room. Yeah, it is. A, <laughs> we, well, we have you. two. We have two separate. Uh, my husband has his own. I have my own. But um, you know, we just kind of build it from parts. But uh, looking at it, I saw one really really nice uh, walk-in closet at the clients that we that we are doing for the clients and. It's just so good that I'm actually gonna get it from their designer because <laughs> <laughs> they got it. They got it uh, themselves through their own supplier and maker, and we are just putting it together for them, and it looks really gorgeous. So, uh, yeah, a customized, really customized walk-in closet for all the little things that you you personally need. 
So it's it's fitted for you because once you have that in your own space, I think like you know it nicely organized. It makes a huge sense. Uh, oh, the bathroom look at for it me, yeah, bathroom bathroom was really important. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. What well, um, Div? How about yourself? What are your yeah, must have or features that, that at you... home? Um, for how me, it's the like, out... the little fe- li- like little features or specific upgrades. Um, the outdoor area for entertainment—that's the big one for me. Yeah, we I did need that to have too. Comfortable yeah. deck, a place to put a barbecue, a place yep. to open up a stretch pool for the kids. Yeah, and a lot of greenery, like as kind of as far as the eye can see, it's Japan, so it's not going to be like. But that's you know, me acres. and you because we have, like, I have the space outside as well, but most people yeah. don't. Mm. Yeah, so for me, I yeah. yeah, so for me, I don't. But I did extend my balcony about an extra meter, so I have. You got the little roof space. thing where you often uh, talk to us from, right? Yeah, yeah, the roof, the roof deck, yeah, with the barbecue yeah. there, and that's enough for six people to sit around the table. So mm-hmm. and we have a family of five, so often that's enough for us. Plus, if a grandparent comes, that's yeah. that's good. But in terms of the little features for me, and because I, I live in Setagaya, so we don't have the size to just make an extra room equivalent for a walk-in wardrobe or have mm. a big deck outside but for me the little features that i really appreciate in my house uh i like things that make my life easier automation electricity like uh, um or, or automatic type stuff so for me Gadgets. the uh, the taps in my house all okay. the taps the the, the faucets are mm. uh, sensor okay so, and basically that's so we have the the ones in the toilet the ones in the uh the bath the the vanity unit the bathroom and the kitchen sink is the all like electric one you don't have to touch it um especially with kids i find that you know just washing their hands that just makes it so so easy and i came here when we had our second kid and the third one was born when we were in this house so just them growing up it's hard for them to even reach the tap Mm. let alone you know to wash it so that was good and even the soap dispensers are all automatic yeah, the soap yeah. from mm. dispensers. So for me, that that's one. Um, and then in the kitchen, because I do enjoy sort of uh, cooking, I have a proper full size oven. Like where German did you buy yours? Uh, I bought it. Mine's a Gaggenau oven, mm. but I bought it on. Uh, there was like a on Yahoo. If you search for display models or X display, like a Tenjihin yeah uh, sometimes there are like display kitchens that sell items or those so i got it for a fraction of the price i think they're about seven hundred thousand yen exactly yeah <laughs> and i got it for yeah for like just a, a small fraction of that fortunately we should call this episode gaijin perks because everything we've just mentioned rain shower outdoor space full-sized oven a japanese person would never think about getting that in a house would they yeah well the, uh, yeah the oven no the, the full-size dishwasher or the western the the front open dishwasher mm, as yeah. well is is essential the little pull out ones the japanese ones they don't even fit our plates <laughs> they like the, the large 26 centimeter plates will just bang on the top through them yeah um, yeah kitchen kitchen is um yeah i'm just kind of redoing part part of the kitchen now yeah. or planning to do that and yeah so because like i have so many appliances oh yes you yes, know yes. like mm-hmm. that i'm using basically daily like my coffee like my espresso machine and you know my blender 
and my food processor and uh, a, a kettle. An air fryer and then I don't uh, use the, vac air, the I vacuum don't sealer. Air fryer. I don't have air fryer. Because there's no space. If you had just an empty space, if you had a Western style, like size house, it would be like, oh, I'll just. Oh, pantry, uh, I, uh, pantry. That's what I add want. that to the list. I need a pantry in my next house. We're working on it now. Yeah. I just want to walk into somewhere and just take stuff from a shelf rather than open doors and drawers. Yeah. And, pantry, yeah. pantry is a great thing. I would have to cancel my downstairs bathroom, though, like my, you know, toilet. Oh. And that would not be good. So, oh, yeah. Toilets. For me, the Extra essential toilets, feature of a yes. toilet, <laughs> the electric seat opening and closing. Oh, man, to go oh, close it. Like, again, automation, like, what is this? I have to go and manually lift up a seat and close he a seat every gadgets. single time. He keeps scolding I mean, like... me about having old phones. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yes. the phones is different for me. The toilet in the house, I'm not that bothered about because, like, the, the nail rest is getting 500,000 yen <laughs> for the toilet. So I'm not sure if, you know, I don't know if that's worth it for me. Uh, but yeah, the oven, because I bake a lot. So yeah, oven gadgets. That's why I want uh, like a new kitchen island. We just got Ori a new bed and it comes with a USB connector on the side. I've never seen yes. unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> but already before the Nitori beds, at least the Nitori beds, they all had a socket. Yes, my one does. Yeah, yeah. So it's, good that, so it's good that they do USB, although right now the, most of the things don't even have USB, but it's the... It's USB-C. Yes. Yeah. So like on that, so I've so my brother is staying with me. So I, I've got a list of all the stuff in the house that because he's very, he's a very handy person, mm -hmm. right? So all of the, my wish list of items I want to do in the house, I've sort of written on a little whiteboard <clears throat> and we're going <laughs> through it. So we installed some curtain rails and, and what have you. Um, but what, one of the items is all in the kitchen and the living room. We've got a bunch of outlets that have USB-A, mm. the five volt ones. Yeah. But now they're very slow for yeah. current devices. Um, they're Panasonic ones. So on the list of items is to replace them to USB-C. Yeah. <laughs> and again, with Panasonic, we just changed the model. Um, in, because slow charging is mm, so nice. In Africa, all our houses have uh, sockets that basically have like kind of multi-functional uh, socket. Oh, like a multi-adapter. That's cool. Yeah, like a multi-adapter plus USB. Very oh, cool. Yeah. And it's, you know, of course, it's more expensive than the normal one, but they are selling it there. And I was like wondering, I, I was asking my guys, I said, why you guys don't have those in Japan? They're like. Oh, well, so if you jump on like Amazon or eBay, you can get yeah. those yeah. kind of sockets. Yeah. But the problem is on the problem, the, the way it works in Japan. And I think, you know, um, Blanka, you'll be very familiar with this. A lot of the construction, a lot of the um, uh, devices that they use are like Panasonic or Lixil, or, you yeah. know, um, Toto. And so for electrical stuff, it's very common to have Panasonic brand switches or yeah. one of the Japanese manufacturer of, of, of switches and outlets. So every outlet and PowerPoint um, and connection in my house is a Panasonic branded yeah. unit. All the, con the outlets are Panasonic modules. So uh, I feel that because Panasonic doesn't have those options, 
they don't use it. And Panasonic will never re release something like that. That's kind of like a third party Chinese manufacturer. And yeah. I don't feel a home builder is going to feel very comfortable making yeah. that. Yeah, Not a Japanese home builder for sure. It's no, because it's difficult because usually when you order it from somewhere else, it doesn't come with the warranty. So mm -hmm. like one of my and clients- And they have to include it in the house warranty because they have to give it, right? Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing electricity and like doing different kind of mm -hmm. downlines and stuff for clients, it comes with the warranty. All right, but we are doing we are doing one house now where the clients want something else, and because he goes to Hong Kong a lot, he is actually bringing his own tape light because there's a lot of tape light in his in in the new in the new house. So he's bringing his own. I and I had to put in the agreement that he takes uh, the warranty on himself. Mm. So if anything happens, we are not responsible for it. So, sorry, Blank, well, you said a tape light? Yeah, that's like, you know what? It oh, goes... like a, a rail, a metal rail and you clips. Uh, yeah, but no, this one is literally like a tape. Mm -hmm. And so it's hidden like behind a furniture or under furniture and it <gasps> creates the aura. Oh, yeah, the LED. Like that's L beautiful. Yes, uh, the uh, LED, LED strip lighting. Light. LED yeah, strip like lighting. Strip yes, light. yes, 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 yes. So, so we are getting this because there's a lot of the things we are doing. Uh, uh, the ceiling for him that it kind of has a little bit of a cassette uh, on the top. So mm -hmm. then inside goes the light. It's it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, but you know it it takes a lot of light, and and the it came to several thousands of dollars just to buy it here. And uh, so he's like, yeah, but I'm in, I'm in Hong Kong all the time. So, you know, it costs zero, zero, nothing. And he's right, but I cannot take the warranty on me. Yeah. The same thing happened with my, uh, with my oven because yeah. we have a Panasonic kitchen. And so Panasonic only works with Panasonic ovens and Panasonic yeah. stovetops. They won't warranty something different, no. non-standard in there. Mm -hmm. So yeah when we installed it we said okay like just leave it empty space we removed whatever cupboard was came in that slot under the where the oven would go and we said okay we'll just remove that and it's a aftermarket installation it has yeah. nothing to do with panasonic and if any damage happens to the surrounding cupboards because of that oven placement then yeah. there's no warranty because of that true true that's how it is now Talking to the two of you with your gorgeous renovations and uh, exciting gadgets can be a very expensive exercise. I yeah. should uh, limit well, myself. But, <laughs> you know, there is a difference when if you are doing your primary re, primary residence or if you are doing like your, you know, weekend house or, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere you go twice a year. Um, it's or, or a rental property. Those are very, very different uh different conversations to be had because if it's your primary property primary residence then you want to spend more money on it and you know take more care because that's where you are every day and mm. if it's your weekend house then you can kind of you know yeah compromise on the quality because you you know you want the value kind of you know be worth it mm. yeah if i have to lift my toilet seat every day oh my god Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blanca, we had to let you go in three minutes. Yeah, I'm going to run. I have to go back to the office.
All right. Fantastic. Yeah. I think well, we can wrap it up there. This was a fun conversation. We'll see you guys soon again. <laughs> thank you very yeah. much. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Have a lovely Bye-bye. day. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Pretty fun chat for us at least. Hope it brought you some value as well. Now, before we go, we're also as always going to tell you and also link to our other sponsor's website. That's Hiroshi Shimizu, immigration lawyer and administrative scrivener. If you're thinking about moving here on a more permanent basis or you're already in Japan on some sort of a temporary visa and you want to switch to a longer term or permanent one, or if you're considering setting up a local company or a branch office of a foreign company and you've got any sort of business or visa-related inquiries, or even if you just want to find out what your options are on any of these topics, feel free to contact Hiroshi Shimizu. You can find him at japanimmigrationexperts.com and he can help you set up a company, apply for any kind of visa, or just provide you with the best advice and extremely affordable consultation related to these topics. And he's already done that for many of our listeners. So feel free to reach out to him. Again, that's japanimmigrationexperts.com and you'll be well on your way. And that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Real Estate Podcast. Do share it with your networks and please let us know what you think. So leave us a short rating or review on the iTunes store, on Spotify, or just drop us a line in the comment section of wherever you might have found this episode. We love hearing from you. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, have a great day or night ahead. Yoroshiku! Yoroshiku!